On seeing this evil she-demon in place of his mother, Krishna purified her milk and the faults of her body by the power of his anger which kills. Because of the slight resemblance of a motherly attitude in her, he adopted a sweet attitude as if spreading perfume over her body and then drank her milk with anger. Just as the Ganga purifies water from the Karma Nasa River, the milk from Putana became purified by Krishna drinking it. Yelling, let go of me, in great pain, she freed herself from her life heirs. She was able to pull Krishna from her chest since she had been purified. Leaving Braja like a flying bird, she gave up her body. Seeing this, everyone thought some terrible sound had arrived in Braja. Going to the place, they saw that Putna had assumed her natural form. Taking the child, who was holding on to her chest, she flew in the air. The live heirs of the two mothers also quickly flew away from the lotus of their bursting hearts. If the two mothers had not fainted when the child was taken by Putna, how would they have been able to endure the situation? They could not, and they would have died. The devtas thought that her cries were a thunderbolt and that the wind from her flying was the final devastation and that her falling to the earth was an earthquake. The child and coming close, they understood the strange creature and remained near Putana for some time. They understood it was Putana. The child was stuck to her chest in the hearts they recognized Krishna's power and they laughed heartily. The huge she-demon who took a small form to take the child has been destroyed. It is not surprising. The poison of Putana's body must necessarily be destroyed by this child who is the moon with a body of nectar. When poison contacts another object, it also becomes poison. If nectar contacts poison, it becomes poison. Even how, how amazing when Krishna with nectar limbs contacts poison, he remains nectar and Putana remains poison. Neither has been transformed. Putana, like a deceitful knight, took on a huge form to oppose the boy possessing fresh rasas. Giving sorrow to the day, lotuses and tree lotuses giving bliss to the night creatures who opposed the sun, Krishna, she met her destruction. Making a deafening clamor, the elders and middle-aged women ran here and there, leaving Yashoda and Rohini. Some, by good fortune, saw Putana, huge like a mountain, fall from the sky. Without fear, they approached and climbed on her arms, which had fallen to the ground, by chance, took Krishna, who was playing fearlessly on her chest. Out of excitement, they ran quickly to the house without looking back. The women came to the great inner chambers with many following behind. They had seen the event with joy and unsteadiness came there leaping and jumping. They saw Yashoda and Rohini unconscious and became completely bewildered about what to do. After a few moments, when all the methods had failed, 
to revive them, one old intelligent woman placed a child in their laps. When this happened, their life heirs returned by the nectar of the child's presence. Seeing Krishna, they again fainted in bliss. Then they returned to consciousness, but wept as if moistening the dry summer earth. When they saw the child, tears fell from their eyes like iron needles, giving them the same pain they had experienced before. Krishna was brought so that he could drink their milk. They embraced the child, looked at him, kissed him, smelled his head, and then placed him on the ground to perform an arti. Bhutana truly existed, and this child, your son, he still exists. They clearly established this. The two mothers, without fear, began to see Krishna as a subduer of Bhutana. Then Yashoda said in astonishment, Go and see Balaram. Saying this, understanding that she wanted to run to him, Rohini prevented her, and with many women went to another room, and seeing the child with auspicious marks performed rites to protect him. She then brought the child to Yashoda, who desired to see him and satisfied her. 